let the church say amen. amen. From the book of Nehemiah, chapter 4. Nehemiah, chapter 4. I hear you saying, praise God, he finally got out of chapter 2. <laughs> Nehemiah chapter 4, beginning with verse 1. These are the words you find. But it came to pass that when Sanballat heard that we build a wall, he was wroth and took great indignation and mocked the Jews. And he spake before his brethren and the army of the Samaria and said, What do these feeble Jews? Will, will, will they fortify themselves? Will they sacrifice? Will they make an end? in a day will they revive the stones out of the heaps of the rubbish which are burned now Tobiah the Amorite was by him and he said even that which they build if a fox go up he shall even break down their stone wall Amen. Amen. I, I, I want to use those verses just to talk from this subject. From this subject. I want to talk about discouragement. I want to talk about discouragement. I, I, I have come to realize that the one thing that says more about our character than anything else is how we deal with adversity. You, you, you will really know, never get really to know a person as long as everything goes good. Every day is wonderful. Everything goes right according to plan. You really don't ever get to know who a person is under those conditions. If you really want to know what a person is really like, you need to see them when things go wrong. You really want to know what they're like. You, you can't tell when the sun is shining. See, see them when they get caught out in the rain without an umbrella. Adversity. See, watch, watch them. Watch how they act when, when somebody imposes on them. Or they feel like somebody's taking advantage of them. Then you get to see who they really are. 
you, you really want to see who somebody really is, see what they do when they have to wait on something. I want to know how they really are. I know, I know they have a smile on their faces and blessed and highly favored, but see how, get in the car with them, see how they act when somebody cuts them off. You really want to know how somebody really is. You have to see them in adversity. Adversity somehow has a way of showing up who we really are. In adversity, I have learned, my brothers and my sisters, I have learned that in adversity, some whine and some shine. All facing the same kind of adversity. Some use adversity as an opportunity to learn, while others burn with envy and resentment. Some can take adversity and keep right on going, while others become discouraged and look for an excuse to quit. This message today, in this message today, we learn from Nehemiah how to deal with adversity. And not just how to deal with adversity, but how to deal with adversity without falling into discouragement. And let there be no doubt, let there be no doubt about it. Satan's ultimate goal is to discourage you. I don't care what it is you're trying to do. I don't care what it is that you're trying to accomplish. If there's any good in it, Satan desires to discourage you. Discourage. Dis that means he wants to separate you from your courage. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, there's so much we're taught in the Bible about being courageous and being a good courage. The Bible teaches us about being courageous, but the devil's job is to separate you from that courage, to discourage you. As a matter of fact, as a matter of fact, I would venture to say that all of the weapons of all the weapons of everything that the devil uses, all of the weapons he's got in his arsenal, of all the tools that the devil got in his box, discouragement is the devil's favorite tool. Y'all hearing me? No, no it, it, ain't, it ain't fighting. It, 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 ain't, it ain't shooting folk. His greatest tool in the Christian church is discouragement. Satan, Satan would tell any of us up in here, they'll take anything I got, take all of my tools, take everything I got, but if you'll just leave me discouragement, I'll be all right. If you just leave me, as you see, I can take discouragement. I can take that tool and use that tool on folk and they will never know I'm using it. Are y'all hearing me? I can use discouragement on people and they'll blame each other. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So leave me my tool of discouragement. I I, I, I can take that too, that discouragement. He says, I can take that thing and I can pry a man's heart open. 
once I pry his heart open, if I, I can take discouragement and I can make him feel like a nobody. With that one, two, discouragement. With that one, two, I can make a man afraid to even try something. Are y'all hearing me? With that one, two, with that one, two, I can make him not only doubt his own ability, I can make him doubt God's ability. With that one, two, discouragement. And not, all, not only that, not only that, not only that. I, I, I've got so many good, well-meaning people around that I can use. Y'all ain't hearing me. I got so many good, well-meaning people around that I can use, and they, never, they will never know I'm using them to discourage somebody. Are y'all hearing me? I, that's my greatest tool. I can use other folk, and they don't even know they're being used to, to discourage somebody. All I got to do is make them look at somebody funny. Y'all hearing me? All I got to do is make them hurt somebody's feelings. All I got to do is use my tool to, to make them lie on somebody or, or, or just threaten somebody. Yeah, 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 I can use other folk. I can use this to make other folk discouraged. I can shut down everything they think they got going just by discouraging. Are y'all hearing me? I can do all of this with this one tool discouragement oh my brothers and my sisters if satan can separate you from your courage he can stop you in your tracks y'all hearing me if he can get you to the point where you have no courage when you are you've been discouraged he can stop anything that you're trying to do that's what's going on here in the text that's what's going on here in the text You remember Nehemiah has called all the people together. Called them all together and he shares his plan for rebuilding the wall around Jerusalem. Are y'all hearing me? He he, he assured them and assured them that this is not my plan, that God is in the midst of this plan. He shared it with them. What they were going to do, that we are going to rebuild the wall of protection around Jerusalem. In chapter 3, the reason I'm not going, you study chapter 3. Chapter 3 is devoted to telling all of the different tribes and groups that got together and started building on certain portions of the wall. That's how the wall got up. They, 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 certain groups, and all, they, would get, they, they divided the work up, and they, 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 they decided who was going to build what. So now they've come together, and the time they started building the wall, and by the time... We get to chapter 4. The Bible says that the wall is halfway finished. Get it? All of these people have come together. And now the wall is halfway finished. And my brothers and sisters, let me share with you. The halfway mark is always a critical mark. Halfway. It's always a critical time. Because... When you get halfway, you've already used up half your energy. But you still got just as much work to finish. That's halfway. That's halfway. Yeah, you use up half your energy, but, 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 but you still got just as much work to finish as you've already. Are y'all hearing me? That's the halfway mark. Halfway is a tricky place. 
There's always a temptation to want to stop. Are y'all hearing me? And I, I, I used to, and please quote, used to walk Stone Mountain. I, I used to walk it every day, five miles around the mountain. I used to do that every day. Used to do that every day. And I, I, I knew exactly where the halfway mark was. They got markers that you know. I knew exactly where the halfway mark was. And, 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 and the, 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 the thing is, when I was walking the mountain, there was always a temptation to turn around before I got to the halfway mark. You know, you just sort of get tired. Your legs start getting tired. You look back. Remember where you park your car? Always a temptation to... To, to quit before you get to the halfway mark, you see. Because if you quit before you get halfway, yeah, you won't have so much trouble getting back. But the, here's the trick right here. The minute you pass the halfway mark, are y'all hearing me? <laughs> yes, that's, that's why you got to keep walking. The minute you pass the halfway mark, every step you take carries you closer. To your part, are y'all hearing me? You you think you're going away, but no, no. Once you pass the halfway mark, you're on your way to the finish line. No wonder the devil always wants you to turn around before you get halfway. So here it is. Here it is. Here it is. Here it is. This thing is actually happening. They're actually, this man has come, gotten the people fired up. And this wall is actually going up. They have built it halfway up. It's actually happening. This wall, this wall is going up. And here's the problem right here. The wall, the wall. You remember we talked about this wall. This is the wall. It's going up. That wall that is going to distinguish the people on one side from the people on the other side. That wall is, is going up. That wall is being built. That, that wall, that wall that is going to make people have to choose which side they're on. Are y'all hearing me? That, that wall. That wall is going up. This wall where, where the people inside of this wall are going to worship God and God only. That wall. It's, it's on the way up. It's halfway up. This is the wall where the people behind it will be governed by a different law than the folk on the other side. Inside, they'll be governed by the law of God. And that wall is halfway up. Are y'all hearing? That's why folk didn't want the wall. Because <laughs> that wall means I got to choose a side. All right. All right. All right. That wall means that I got to either be on one side or I got to be on... Are y'all hearing me? Yes, yeah, that, that's, why, that's why folk... That's why folk really... That's why, that's why I met your friend. That's why they don't want you saved. That's why they don't want you saved. Because that's, that, that salvation, it, that, there's a term called sanctification that sets you apart. Oh, y'all hear me? It, it sets you apart. They really don't want to talk about you being saved because salvation places you behind the wall. Psalm 91 calls it a secret place. Puts you in the secret place of the most High. It puts you in a place where you are protected, where they can't get to you like they want to. 
put you in a place where folk can't walk in and out of your life when they get ready. Are y'all hearing me? That's why they don't like the wall. Because behind the wall, they march to the beat of a different drama. That's why they don't want the wall to go up. And that's why people like Sanballat, they, 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 yeah, like Sanballat and Tobiah, that's, that's why they came by to discourage them. That was all. That was their whole function. You read Sanballat, Tobiah, the whole, only function they had in this story is to discourage, is to try to separate them from their courage. Look at some of the tactics. And the, yeah, I, I want you to look at this and we're going to sit down. I want you to look at some of the tactics that they used to try to discourage folk. And I want you to, as we go through them, I'll see if any of them sound familiar to you. Look at the tactic they the first, first tactic they used was ridicule. These people trying to build a wall. They're building a wall yeah, to, uh, yeah, to separate the people of God from And their first tactic is to ridicule. Listen to what they said. These feeble Jews. <laughs> These feeble Jews. Let me share something with you. When people resort to name calling, that's all they got. <laughs> Y'all hear me? When people get, when they come to the point where all they can do is start calling you by some name, they, that, that's all they're, they're trying. Yeah, yeah, what they're doing, they start calling your name them feeble juice. When they do that, they're trying to de- redefine who you really are. Y'all hear me? When people call you out of your name, start calling you stuff, they're trying to redefine who you really are. And they are hoping that you will agree with them. We, we, we just saw a man steal the highest office in the land. Name calling. Are y'all hearing me? Started calling people by their names and put them in a place where they stopped campaigning and start trying to defend who they really were. Crooked Hillary. Lion Ted, little Marco. You Started calling. You see what I'm saying? Trying to redefine, trying to redefine who you are. If you ain't got good sense, you'll get off track trying to prove. Are you hearing me? It's a tactic. It's all. It's all a tactic. If if I can confuse you about who you are, then I can confuse you about what you're trying to accomplish. Y'all hear me? If I can confuse you about who you are and make you think you're somebody else, then I can can throw you off track about where you're trying to get to. Mama always taught me that it ain't what they call you, it's what you answer to. (laughs) Y'all hear me? Mama was a wise old woman. Mama always said to us, Mama always said, I tell you what, if they ever, if they call you anything besides Richard, they ain't talking to you. Are y'all hearing me? Have to be careful about letting people. Are y'all hearing me? Redefine who you, who you are. And look at this next tactic. Here's another tactic. They, they started belittling their qualities. They already got half the wall up. But now they begin to belittle them. Belittle their qualities. What, what do those feeble Jews think they're doing? What do they think they're doing? Now, now. Now, mind you, mind you, this is the devil's tactic. 
Sambalat, Tobiah, they got some, some of the Samaritan army around them. They sort of surround them. Now, they, they really ain't talking to nobody in particular. But they're saying it loud enough for the folk on the wall working to hear it. Y'all hearing this? They stand around talking. They stand around talking. But what they're saying, although they're not calling anybody's name, they're saying it loud enough so that the folk who are trying to work on the wall can hear them. What do these feeble Jews think that they're doing? They ain't talking to nobody. They just want them to hear. And believe, believe it or not, brothers and sisters, that that folk, they may not ever say anything to you. But they want to make sure that you get it. Y'all hear me? That, that's a tactic. That's, that's, that's a, I, 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 me and the Lord had to wrestle. He said, I said, Lord, you want me to say it? But the Lord said, look, you're you old enough now to say what you want to say. <laughs> and I thank God. He don't let me live. I'm with y'all now. I'm, <laughs> I'm with y'all now. I'm, I'm old enough to say what I, but, but, but this, the Lord showed me this. I, yeah, yeah. Discouragers will use anybody. Be careful. The devil will use anybody to, to discourage. People will approach me. Younger, when I was younger, I couldn't have said this, but people approach me. They'll approach me in the nicest manner, just the nicest manner. And their first opening statement is, uh, Reverend, you know I don't like no mess. And you know right off when they start like that, <laughs> that they finna bring you some. <laughs> you know right off. You ain't got to think one about it. Yeah, when they start off like that, you can just know beyond a shadow of a doubt. They're getting ready to start some mess. And then they'll tell you, just, and they're just as in and now mind you now, ain't, we ain't talking about personality. This is the devil using folk. They'll say, well, Reverend, you know, I don't like mess. And, and you know, so-and-so said so-and-so about you and said this. And, uh, and uh, uh, I, 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 you know, I just thought I needed to, and I'll stop them. And I'll say, baby, this is, this is see, I'm old enough to do this. Baby, they, they, didn't, they didn't mean for you to come and tell me that. They didn't mean for you to come and tell me that. They, they trusted you. They, they thought you were a close enough friend that they could say that to you, and it wouldn't go nowhere. They didn't, they didn't mean for you to pass that on to me. They were just venting. They didn't mean for you to tell me because I just passed them in the hallway, and they didn't say it to me. They, 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 they were just venting. They, they, thought, they trusted you. They thought they could... They thought they could say it to you and it would never go in it. They were just, so baby, let's just do this. You just keep it and I'll keep it. <laughs> let's not let it go no further than this because they didn't mean for you to tell that. Are y'all hearing me? You can, now, you got to be my age to do that. But yeah, that's the way you do it. Yeah, because people are continually, you're saying stuff. They ain't going to say it to you. But they always want to put it where you can get it. The whole goal is to discourage. Are y'all hearing me? 
They, they, they are not. Then look here at the next thing they use right here in the text. They, they begin deriding their ambitions. They, they, yeah. Listen to what they're saying. They say these people are excited about getting that wall up. They're excited about the building. And they begin to say things like, will they fortify themselves? Will they restore this wall? You, and, yeah, yeah. Will, will, they, will they really do this? Have you ever, you ever heard that kind of discouragement before? You think you're going to graduate from college? You ever heard that kind of discouragement? You, you think you're going to get that job? You think they'll hire you? You ever heard that kind of discouragement? You, yeah, yeah, yeah. If, if, if folk can kill your ambitions, they can kill your efforts. I'm trying to help somebody here. I say if they can kill your ambitions, they can kill your efforts. But then here again, look at here, look at here again. They're mocking, they're mocking their optimism. These people are, are happy. They are looking forward to the day when they can restore worship, start worshiping in the temple un- un- unhindered again. They, they're looking for the day when they can sacri- make their sacrifices to God. They want that wall up so that they can be pure in that worship. And the enemies are sowing doubt. Do you really think y'all going to worship in there again? Do you really think? That you're going to offer sacrifices in there again. Listen to them. You see what they're doing? They're, 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 they're trying, mocking their optimism. And there are some people who never have a good day and they don't want you to have one. Are y'all hearing me? You ever seen those folks? Anybody know any? No, don't put, don't, don't, don't talk. Not, 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 not. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to make a mess up in here. You, you know folk who, who never have a good day and they seem get irritated at you because you have good days. Try to water down optimism. And you walk around with a smile on your face talking about how good God is and thanking God for a wonderful day. And they look at you and say, you make me sick. <laughs> Trying to water down your optimism. That their enemies are sowing doubt. Will they offer sacrifices in here? You think they'll ever worship in here? Right here in the text, they, they, they're trying to kill that enthusiasm. They're enthusiastic about what God is doing. They, they know that God is with them. They, they, they've got all this enthusiasm. And, and listen to what they're saying. Will they finish this thing in a day? Y'all think y'all going to finish this in a day? Well, nobody ever told them they were going to finish it in a day. But trying to water down their enthusiasm, trying to undermine their confidence in what God has said. Listen to, listen to them trying to undermine their confidence. Can, can, can they bring stones out of this rubble, all this trash and rubble out here? How in the world are they going to bring stones out of that? And then this little, this little, little flunky named Tobiah. And you, I, I don't know what it is about Tobias. It's rubbed my nerves wrong. I, at least Sam Ballot had some authority. Sam Ballot was the governor. He had, he had a little authority. T- Tobias was just a little flunky running around behind Sam Ballot. And so he had to chime in and say, yeah, you know what? Even if a fox crawled up there on that wall, it's going to fall down. All right, all right, all right, all right, sir. Are y'all hearing me? 
Somebody ain't got nothing to do with nothing. Somebody ain't got nothing invested in the project, yet they sit and criticize. All, all, all of these different tactics, they're all different tactics man, that the enemy uses to throw you off track. Whatever it is that God has assigned you is so important that the enemy will try to cause other folk to throw you completely off track. And he doesn't care who he uses. Text in the text, the enemy is using Sanballat and Tobiah, but but you would be well, you be you do well this morning. I've talked about Sanballat, I've talked about Tobiah, but you you do well to forget both of them names. And realize that the devil doesn't care who he uses. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah, they, they didn't know the devil was using them. I'm sure they didn't. They, yeah. but, but the devil does not care who he uses to stop God's work from being accomplished. Yeah. He'll use anybody. He'll use anybody to separate the people of God from their courage. He'll use anybody to discourage you're not careful, my brothers and sisters. I hate to tell you, if you're not careful, he'll use you. You don't even know he's using you. He'll use you just to look at somebody the wrong way. I just say a, 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 yeah, a, a mean thing. I just say something to throw somebody completely off their mission. He'll use you. As a matter of fact, sometimes it seems that there are more discourages around than there are encourages. That's when you have to, brothers and sisters, uh, discouragement is all around. There are always people around that the devil can use, and he'll use all kinds of ways to discourage. But if you will, if you allow me to hop off a of Nehemiah a minute and jump over in David's book. See, 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 that, that, yeah, when, when discouragement comes, we, we're going to come back to Nehemiah. We're going to finish Nehemiah, but I need to tear a page out of David's book because David here tells you what to do when people are trying to discourage. You'll flip over to 1 Samuel 30. You'll say David had come to a point. David came to a point in his life where everybody turned on him. Y'all hear me? It's right there in the book, First, First Samuel chapter 30. Everybody turned their backs on him. He knew uh, that he was in the will of God. He knew that he was following God's directions. Uh, yet everybody turned their backs on him. But if David was here today, David would tell you, uh, my brothers and my sisters, uh, there's sometimes uh, that you can't get a kind word from nobody. There's a, kind, there's a day sometimes when nobody will pause to encourage you. And, and that's exactly where David was. But David would tell you today that there comes a time when you got to learn how to encourage yourself. Are y'all hearing me? I wonder if I got a witness up in here. There comes a time when you can't rely on other folk to say good things about you. There comes a time when you can't uh, depend on somebody else to pat you on your back. There are some times, uh, David says, that you have got to learn how to encourage yourself. 
Pastor, how do you do that? How, how do you encourage yourself? David, David, uh, you, you're the one that said it. David, how do you encourage yourself? Yeah, what is that? What is it that you do? What, what is it you can do to encourage yourself? Well, the first thing you now got to understand is read exactly what David said. David did not encourage himself in himself. When you read it, read it close. It said David encouraged himself in the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers and my sisters, if I had to rely on myself, there'd be a whole lot of times I'd be down and out. But when I think about the goodness of Jesus and all that the Lord has done for me, are y'all hearing me? He encouraged himself in the Lord. Are y'all hearing me? Yeah. And brothers and sisters, uh, when you got the Lord in view, all you got to do is think about his past performance. If you're wondering uh, about what he can do for you right now, the only thing to do is look back at what he's already done. Are y'all hearing me? Oh, my brothers uh, and my sisters, uh, that's what David did. Uh, he looked back on uh, his past experience. Yeah. He says, uh, I've been in danger before. Yeah. I've been in impossible situations before. Yeah. I stood by myself before. Yeah. Are y'all hearing me? Uh, he's drawing from what he's already seen uh, with his own eyes. Yeah. And in fact, he's saying uh, through many dangers, uh, Toys and snags I have already come. It was grace that brought me, saved us far, and grace will lead me on. Oh, my brothers and my sisters, if you need to be encouraged, yeah, sometimes you just need to look back at what God has already done. You'll find yourself saved. I've had many tears and sorrows. I've had questions for tomorrow. There have been some times when I felt like I was all alone. But in every situation, God gave me blessed consolation that my trials, they only come to make me strong. And when I look back, I find myself saying, through it all, through it all, I learn to trust in Jesus. I learn to trust in God. Are y'all hearing me? David is encouraging himself. Yeah. He encourages himself uh, by remembering uh, the relationship yeah, that I've got with my Heavenly Father. Yeah. That's when he took out his pen uh, and said, I ain't worried about a thing uh, because the Lord uh, is my shepherd. Yeah. And I shall, uh, I shall not want uh, he makes me uh, to lie down uh, in green pastures. Uh, he leads me uh, beside still waters uh, and he restores uh, my soul. Uh, and he goes on and says, surely, 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 goodness and mercy uh, will follow me uh, all the days of my life. Yeah. He is encouraging himself uh, with his relationship. Yeah. When he says, the Lord 
God is my light and my salvation. Whom shall I fear? The Lord is the strength of my life. In whom will I be afraid? Yeah, yes. Sometimes you gotta encourage yourself. Yeah, say I don't possess. Houses and land, fine clothes and jewelry, sorrows and cares in this old world. My love seemed to be, but I've got a Christ who paid the price way back on Calvary. And if nothing else works, you ought to encourage yourself. Encourage yourself in the finished work on Calvary. Encourage yourself in what God has already done. I'm encouraged because he picked up my cross. I'm encouraged because he died my death. I'm encouraged because they laid him in a grave that should have been mine. But most of all, I'm encouraged because early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, early Sunday morning, he got up. Yes. Got up with all power in his hands. I'm encouraged. I'm encouraged. You can't get me down. I'm encouraged because of what he's already done. Not even the devil can turn my mind around. Can't change my mind about who he is. What he's already, already done. The word of God is clear. If thou wilt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. His desire today is that you won't walk out of here without him. You need a change in life. Your life is in his hands you know that you need a change in life. Today, I'm offering you the opportunity to take a step toward that change. If thou will confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, thou shalt be saved. Won't you come today? Won't you come today?